Thanks for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. And we are back. And I'm not sure if anybody really knows this, but Fred and I actually have never recorded in the same room before. Yes, this is a first. We've been hiding on Zoom this whole time. Well, from... we did with Father Bame, I guess. Yes, so, that's true. Yeah, okay. So we had one where we were in the same room, which I don't know how the audio really turned out for that one. But otherwise, we've always only ever been on Zoom and we're just on our own mics. So this is the first time we've ever recorded yes. in the same room, really. Yeah, so this is exciting because uh, all of our listeners, many of you probably aren't aware, we have been converting a room in my house mm-hmm. into a recording studio for us. Slash chapel. Slash chapel. We are looking Which at a awesome. statue of St. Therese as we speak. Yeah. Uh, and that's very exciting. So we have a, a dedicated studio space still in progress and a chapel so um mm-hmm. we probably sound a little better would be my guess yeah with this new fancy equipment yeah well so. and i'm excited too because some of the feedback that we've gotten from the podcast is just that like we sound very relaxed and you can tell that we're friends mm-hmm. and that came across even though we're on zoom so yes. i'm hoping yeah. that like that kind of comes across a little bit more now that we're in the yeah. same room actually being in the same room together care this will be great yeah so, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's gonna be good so i'm happy to be back i know fred is too um it's been a little bit. This summer was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say busy. My mind went yes. to busy, but yeah. it was actually like I think you and I were both very okay with it being busy mm-hmm. because it, it really was so awesome. And I think one day we can give everybody kind of a recap of like what this summer looks like because I think this ministry that we've started this summer is going to continue. But Basically, Fred and I started this ministry initiative called Project Timothy, and I can put some links actually in the show notes of maybe some testimonials from some people who worked with us this summer um, to start, but I'm really grateful for the fruit and the work that God did this summer. Um, It was very busy, but it was really awesome. It's very rewarding, probably one of the most rewarding experiences in my life, really, uh, in doing this work of ministry and watching all these young adults grow and just the incredible things they did. Like we had a young adult conference yeah, and that was just, we gave them six weeks to plan for yeah. it and uh, it, it just went so well. We're so excited, so blessed, even though I was volunteered to do the keynote. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was a little nerve wracking, yeah. but uh, yeah. it was honestly like we had two months with them and I felt like they were different people and God just really did a work in their hearts. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. They jokingly referred to us as mom and dad yeah. for the whole summer. <laughs> uh, it yeah. first started off like, okay, and then it turned in like, well, let's go get the kids. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to John Paul. We know you're listening. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, awesome. He knows what for. Okay. Do yeah. you want to tell anyone else what for? He got engaged. So you might remember John Paul. He did. He interviewed us. Yeah. So he recently got engaged. For so. the chit chat and banter episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So they returned to school and- had Jesus present in the chapel, so cute, mm-hmm. and then proposed, so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, shout out to John Paul. He was one of our interns this summer as well. Um, but over the course of the last few months this summer, in the midst of all of the blessings, I feel like a lot of saints have really come along to intercede. Um, two of them for us were Francis and Claire, and they've kind of always been around, and I know we've mentioned them, um, that they've sort of been like the patrons of our friendship. Mm-hmm. But just recently, at least for me, and you can speak to this more for yourself, Fred, but just recently, it's kind of like they've been just like chasing me down. And (laughs) there was just one transformative rosary this summer that it was just like the entire rosary was just them. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really awesome. But you kind of get this like, like they've, they're not just intercessors anymore. Mm -hmm. Like now they've 
kind of become friends of our of us like yes, friends yeah. of friends you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so now it's gone to like we're always praying for their intercession and mm-hmm. they're like praying with us and it's easy to relate to them like within our own friendship and I don't know. We even got books about them, and now we're like sitting here reading and like sharing movies and stuff yes. about them with and each other. And then we're gonna trade and then discuss. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I'm excited, but we're actually planning on doing an episode leading up to the Feast of Saint Francis, which is October fourth, um, and we're gonna kind of take like here are some life lessons that you can take from Francis and Claire. That's his feast day, right, Karen? Yeah, October 4th is his feast day. Is there any other news we want to share with the listeners on October 4th? Oh, we can, yeah. It's exciting stuff. So uh, on October 4th, uh, St. Francis's feast day, because he's been such a big impact in our life as well as our ministry, along with St. Clair, we've decided to launch our website on Mm -hmm. that day. So we'll have a website. It's drawnear.me. And if you go to it now, it just says under construction. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. there's nothing there. It used to have like this cool like ocean with the waves. That was pretty It was cool. like coming soon. Yeah. But we just took too long. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. they got sick of it. Yeah. yeah. But on October 4th, if you go to drawnear.me, uh, you will see our new website. So yes. exciting stuff. It's so easy to remember. Drawnear.me. And you'll find a lot of stuff in there. You'll find some stuff about us. Uh, we want to do some blogs on there and podcasts will be on there as well. Um, social media platform will also be launching. Yeah. We'll be on Facebook at least um, mm-hmm. October 4th as well. Is there any other news Kara, Do you want that to we share want it? to share? I'm hesitant to share, but I know you're really excited. I'm very excited. Okay, yeah. so Fred had this idea. Well, he came he came into my office one day and was like, hey, I have this idea. Uh, I think I want to shave my beard. And I go, no. Don't shave your beard. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, let me see. Like, so he like grabbed it and kind of like pushed it up. And I was like, no, don't shave your beard. Yeah. And then the very next day he came in and was like, okay, I have this idea. I kind of want to do a fundraiser for things for Draw Near and for the podcast. And we could have it be like, you know, if we reach a certain goal, then you shave my beard off. Live. I, <laughs> live. Live. Yeah. We would do it live on social media. And I was like, okay, yes, you can shave your beard. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's the other news is that well, we we started a Patreon and we're going to um, host like kind of like a, a you know, certain sl- time span to raise a certain amount of money. And if we reach that goal, then we'll go live and shave Fred's beard, which I have never, this is actually a big deal. Okay. I have (laughs) never seen him without facial hair. He says he has never seen himself without facial hair. The last time I didn't have facial hair, I was muy guapo. You know, I was, (laughs) I I was skinny and fit and now I have a dad body. Uh, So I've never seen me without a beard either in that sense. So I'm scared. It'll be, really, scared. it'll be really good. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny because I was telling uh, the family uh, about this the other day because um, I, I had had another conversation with Kara. The part where she's leaving out here is she, she nicely said I could chicken out if I wanted to. And that's basically how yeah. she said it. Yeah. Uh, and I was telling my wife uh, and kids. And of course, my wife is like, well, yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, the kids will know you're somebody that doesn't keep your word. And I mean, I will know you don't keep your word. And of course, Kara will as well. And then my three-year-old for 
no reason really just started saying how dare you how dare you if, how dare you not keep your word yes so uh i think i'm stuck everyone yeah. we tell about this seems to be enjoying it much more than i am yeah they're um, like no but also yes I yes love this. yeah yeah so uh but i think you know um it's a sacrifice we're willing to make because we love being here with you all mm-hmm. and doing draw near. So it's exciting. Yeah. And we need to pay for this stuff. <laughs> uh, these microphones aren't, exp- are, aren't cheap and we work for the church. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Right. Yeah. And- so that'll be coming out uh, October 4th with the website and uh, we'll do some episodes kind of leading up to that and, and prompting that if you guys are willing, but Kind of where we're going with this St. Francis and, and St. Clair is amidst a lot of the things that stand out to us about them, one of the biggest things is their example of friendship. And so today we want to talk about friendship. Took us a little bit to get there. Look at us, friend. We just did some banter and some <laughs> We did. Hey. That was, it was important stuff. And banter. It was important stuff, though. Yes. So that was good. <laughs> but today we want to talk about friendship. Fred actually was supposed to give well he did you gave a talk about Mm -hmm. friendship Mm -hmm. he mentioned that we put on we organized this young adult conference made Uh, for greatness yeah it's called made for greatness and if you are ever in iowa the end of july or you just want to make a trip we had people come down from different states too yeah Uh, end of july look up made for greatness you'll find it you should come you're all invited but fred gave a talk on friendship at made for greatness and um I sort of did not did not yeah. listen to God. Yeah. So that's how this was like the hardest talk that I've ever written. And it was already difficult because they volunteered me to give the keynote. Uh, plus, I had this friendship talk and I was really struggling with it. And, and I kept telling Kara, I've never struggled to write or give a talk this much before. Yeah. And I kept saying, oh, there's something missing and I don't know what it is. And so we're, we're like two or three <laughs> days out. And I, you know, and I'm like, you don't surprise care like this, these sorts of things, no, you know, I'm a planner. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like you're supposed to give this, this with me, but you don't have to. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. okay. I can do it. So I actually, when you said like, I feel like there's something missing. I actually knew what it was because I felt like God was also saying it to uh, me. And I wanted to be like, yeah, it's I'm I'm missing. Like, we should give this talk right. together. But it was like three days before the conference. I, I was giving a talk on suffering that I still mm. hadn't written. So to add another thing, I right. was like, I'm not going to volunteer. Like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So I was not very obedient to God. <laughs> in, in that. Yeah, it, yeah, it was difficult. But I kind of put her on the spot in yeah. the middle of the talk. Yeah. 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 I sat in there and and he he was like, if you ever want to chime in, I was like, yeah, but all the people in there are going to be like, who is this lady who's not supposed to give me the talk? (laughs) Who keeps talking? I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Right. Yeah. So the deal was we'd pick up the first draw near with this and kind of make up for that. So we hope you uh, enjoy what we share with you. It's coming very much. It's coming from our own friendship, our own relationship with each other. So, And I think also just our our friendship with God. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. As the root of it. So before we get into kind of like what does a holy friendship look like? Do you want to talk about really like where we are as a society in terms of like how we view friendship? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, Kara, because we live in a time when everybody is so connected. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we're, the world is a lot smaller. Yeah. Through social media, we're very com- connected. And yet, and even in our activities, I suppose, and yet none of us really feel like we actually have friends. Right. 
you know, we, we look to Jesus and see his real miracle is having 12 close <laughs> friends in his 30s. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think we all feel that way. We feel isolated. Uh, we feel lonely. I think COVID has add, added to that. We yeah. see rising numbers in, in mental health uh, struggles yeah. and things like that. And all that points to we feel lonely. Yeah. I think social media does have a lot to do with it because it's like you see, okay, I have followers or I have friends or you post something like how many people liked my thing as opposed to somebody else's post. Right. And that's kind of like where that validation comes from. Mm -hmm. But in reality, there are so few people who we actually feel like they know us or like in the midst of a difficult time in our life or the in the midst of a joyful time in our life. We want to pick up a phone and call them and talk to them. And right. that can lead to just feeling like, you know, I have a lot of followers, but I don't have a lot of people who care. Yeah. Yeah. Best acquaintances. Yeah. 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 We have many acquaintances, many so-called best acquaintances. I think I if we're honest, I think we'd use a phrase like that. I mean, Facebook uses that phrase. It says you're a top follower. Right, <laughs> it's like, right, OK, yeah. <laughs> good for me. Yeah. But but we we lack any real meaningful friendships. Many yeah. of us do, and yeah. I, and I know it. Certainly in times of my life, I felt like that as well. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like it took a very long time in my life to have people who I felt like they get me, or I can share something that's mm. not the facade of like this perfect reality I'm supposed to put mm -hmm. on when it comes to social media or even like like when you have someone who passes you in the hall of like you know your dorm or the the break room at work and they're like hey how are you you're like good and inside you're really like mm. I'm struggling yeah. but you're not gonna sit there and dive into <laughs> yeah. that with with somebody but to have somebody who does truly care and like they mm. want to sit with you and truly ask you how are you doing and you feel like you can talk about that right yeah yeah I feel like what you said like the world is very connected but not so much in the actual like social, personal and authentic way. And this isn't like that's not what God wanted for us. Mm -hmm. You know, he said the that the greatest commandment, love God and love each other. And so really like looking at, OK, are we loving each other well? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? And I think that's we can move into the to the next. Like, what's the goal of friendship? Mm -hmm. I think the overarching general answer is to love each other well. It can be hard to understand what loving each other well looks like when we kind of define ourselves so much by what we do yeah, uh, rather than who we are uh, in the relationships we keep. But relationships are a fundamental part of who we are and what we're called to and right. what we're made for. Right. We can't really be fully who God has created us to be unless we do have those meaningful Right. Relationships. Right. Well, and he says, you know, we're we're getting biblical here, which is the way to go. Yeah. He says, I made you in my my image and in my likeness. And that is who God is. He is a communion of persons in the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. And so naturally, just how we are made and ordered is to be in communion with God, but to be in communion with others. And I use that analogy a lot when talking about marriage. It does go with friendships. We are called to be, you know, not united in the same way that you are in marriage, but we are called to be, you know, in community, mm -hmm. a communion of people that truly love one another and care about one another. And that's what authentic friendship is. And I think sometimes the life of a Christian, the life of a Catholic can be kind of lonely mm -hmm. sometimes. When you try to live your faith out intentionally, you don't want to participate in gossip or you're trying to live... Virtu a virtuous life, you almost feel like you're standing out in the ocean by yourself. Mm -hmm. 
don't know if anybody else feels that yeah, way. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Uh, we were talking about this earlier today, actually, Kara, when we were yeah. in the car, that sometimes when we're around certain folks, it can be easy to kind of fall into the trap right. of gossip. Of right, because we want to belong with the person who is directly in front of us right. and we're around. Like, we mm-hmm. want to build that relationship. But is it built on something good? Yeah, and is it is it edifying us? Is yeah. it helping us to become who God has created us to be? Right. You know, as as you're talking, one of the, what stands out to me is the the question: What does real friendship look like? You alluded to this, and going back to Scripture again, uh, I know that's your favorite thing to do. I love it. Sirach six fourteen through seventeen, I think, gives us a good picture here of what it should look like. Kara right. says, "A faithful friend is a sturdy shelter. He that has found one has found a treasure." There is nothing so precious as a faithful friend, and no scales can measure his excellence. A faithful friend is an elixir of life, a life-saving medicine, and those who fear the Lord will find him. Whoever fears the Lord directs his friendships aright, for as he is, so is his neighbor also. Kara, I think, you know, when we talk about friendships, we often get that that question, how do I find these kind of friendships? I don't have any. Right. I always tell people to pray for those kind of pray those kind of friendships into your life. And, and I think some people might take that as a cop out, right. but it isn't right. Um, because I've seen that work in my own life and you know, I, I've had a difficult life. It hasn't always been easy, you know, my testimony. And I think it's the friendships that I prayed into my life mm-hmm. that have been a big part of how God's redeemed so much in my own life. Yeah. And so when I look at the scripture passage, I'm reminding here, uh, reminded here, those who fear the Lord We'll find him. We'll find that friend. Mm-hmm. So how do we find these friendships? We fear the Lord. Right. We serve the Lord. We love the Lord. So I liked at the very beginning, you talked about it's rooted in our own friendship, but also in our friendship with Christ. Right. That's perfect because that's the key. Yeah. I like the part where it says, he who has found him has, has found a great treasure. Yes. I'm like, oh, I yeah. feel that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it is hard. And the life-saving medicine I yeah. think I can relate to that in a lot of ways. So, yeah. I forget uh I forget which catechism paragraph it is and I'm terrible because I didn't look it up before this. Or I've also thought because God made this connection in my mind when I was reading the catechism that the height of charity is friendship. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was because I was reading two two paragraphs and I put them together. Uh, I mean, in the natural order of of what both paragraphs said was mm-hmm. the height of charity is friendship. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been able to find that paragraph. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's two paragraphs or God just like naturally just kind of that's the fruit of my prayer with those catechism paragraphs. Mm-hmm. But my like I always go to that, like the height of charity, how we live out the love of God in our life is through friendship. And so when you look at your life and when you look at the friendships that you hold, do they image Christ to you mm-hmm. or are you imaging Christ to that person? Is that virtuous friendship? Is that holy charity lived out in that friendship? Because mm-hmm. that's the goal. Like that's when we talk about friends in our life and what it should really look like. That's what it should look like. It should look like authentic love. And we can't love somebody else well Unless it's coming from God himself, unless we are first, like you read in Sirach, Mm. fearing God and loving God first. And it's because we love God and he loves us that that love flows into our friendships. Right. Yeah. I think that's why scripture ties love of God and love of neighbor 
yeah. inherently together. And it even reminds us you can't hate your neighbor and love God. Right. Like they go hand in hand. And you can't love your neighbor without first loving God. Amen. I know you talked about in your talk at Made for Greatness, you talked about the difference between the kinds of friends that we can have. Because mm-hmm. if we have a listener who's listening, okay, and they're like, okay, I mean, I have friends, but I wouldn't necessarily classify them as like holy friendships. Right. You know, uh, it comes from Aristotle, right? Yes. The different yeah. the different kinds of friendships that we can have and, and what the ultimate aim is and kind of mm-hmm. how to get there. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. So Aristotle is actually pretty helpful to this discussion. He identifies, as, as you said, three types of friendship. We're getting very nerdy. Yes, <laughs> so we let's are. talk about yeah. Aristotle. Aristotle. <laughs> yeah. More chit chat and banter later. Hang with us. Um, <laughs> Will there be though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. That was like a record for us though, Kira. That was pretty good. Yeah. Friendship. We just think we're the only ones who think it was Yeah, good. this is like an inside joke <laughs> okay. that we just keep sharing with everybody. <laughs> anyway, friendship of utility is his uh, sort of lowest level. Lowest level. That's, that's the most basic. Uh, this is where some benefit uh, or advantage is gained by both parties. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of proximity in a lot of ways. Like if you work together or something like you're at college right. together or something like that? Yeah, this is the most common form a friendship in life, this might be a good way to think of it is I go to the coffee shop, mm-hmm. right? Everybody there knows me. They know what I like to drink. They do too. They, they do they too. They yell yeah, out, Fred? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Where's yeah, Fred? Yeah. Usually the only one. Um, but one time we went, there was another Fred and yeah. that was, even they were confused by this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I benefit from their awesome coffee mm-hmm. and they're good people to talk to mm-hmm. and they benefit from my patronage. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's a friendship of utility. Business relationships, it's relationships in our work, it's relationships at school. There's some sort of benefit gained by both. Likely doesn't extend beyond just that. Beyond that time frame of your life. Right, yes. Okay. Um, or, you know, it could be for 20 years I've been coming in here to this coffee shop. Right. Um, but it never goes beyond that. It's a friendship right. of utility. Right. The next level is the friendship of pleasure. This is where it's a friendship based primarily on the fun things you share together, some sort of enjoyment that you have, something you enjoy doing together, um, spending time together. There's a common interest there, whether you, uh, you're you board gamers and that's mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily talk about anything You talk over video games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. You go fish. It's my fishing buddies mm-hmm. you know, or hunting buddies, something like that. Um, that is kind of what your friendship is rooted in. Right. These two types of friendships actually tend to be the weakest and the most fragile mm-hmm. because they're not really grounded in anything long-lasting or substantial. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of grounded in immediate circumstances. They're not necessarily bad. Like, they're not they're bad not in themselves. Bad right. in themselves, right? right. But yeah. they're not necessarily what we're aiming for. Right, yeah. We are, and, and you're, it's inevitable to have these kind of friendships yeah. and not... Not every friendship needs to be more than what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't have to divulge your life to every person you meet. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. it's probably actually not a good thing yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're not bad in themselves, but they're also not aiming at what the highest goal is. The problem here, what I see is what's, what is weak about them is they are rooted in, in something that is subject to change. Yeah. And because of that, it can't attain that longer goal. So interests change, hobbies change, mm-hmm. ideas, points of view change. You know, all these sorts of things change. Yeah. And what's the one we're aiming for? The one we're aiming for uh, is ultimately virtuous friendship. Virtuous right? friendship, Right, that's yeah. the third, it's the highest. Yeah. 
that's the one where it is the height of charity where right. you're living out the virtues within your friendship right and you're holding each other i would say it's like you are holding each other to that level of like this is what christ is calling you to be mm-hmm. and there's that comfort level and openness of I don't want to use the word challenging, but like almost being able to just like challenge them. Like, Hey, is this really what you should be doing? Or, but there's that like respect there, you know, where you can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've earned that spot. I think our episode we did uh, four people you need in your life would come in here. Um, Like this would be like a Barnabas. This would be the Barnabas. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, you know, the Paul as well, I suppose, but Mm -hmm. it's somebody that has that role in your life. Um, And a virtuous friendship, which is Aristotle's highest level, you know, we're really looking to build our friendships in something that is stable and unchanging. Right. Hebrews thirteen eight, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we build our friendships on Christ, when we root them in Christ, it really is like building our lives on the rock. Right. You know, that scripture example, again, comes to mind there, yeah. building on sand or building on rock. I feel like, I don't know, I can kind of even think of like those friendships that I've had in my life in the past where... I don't know, you leave and you just feel a little emptier. Yes. Does that make sense? No, that makes total sense. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but but like you're with somebody and you leave and it's like, I don't know, I either don't feel like myself or I feel like, man, I just really spent that time Mm -hmm. talking about somebody else or, you know, not not making that time intentional with that person. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And that's not at all what, what we should aim for. And I think... I don't know. I have people in my life who I see friendships that they are in and I see them being hurt. Mm -hmm. A virtuous friendship is not a friendship where you feel like trash or you're made to feel bad about, you know, who you are. And that doesn't mean that does not mean that a virtuous friendship doesn't challenge you to be better, Mm. but it shouldn't tear you down in the midst of that. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's building you up it's trying you to help you become right who god has called you to be you're helping each other there's a mutual give and take in there right um and we'll, we'll, you know that and that's kind of the examples you gave um friendships of utility come to mind and i've had those in my life where i was the utility mm-hmm. you know i think of my my days before christ and certainly i was the guy that paid for the fun right yeah. you know yeah you and brought your guitar and you yeah, like yeah, brought the fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I wanted to, to leave that life, there was a lot of pushback, a lot mm-hmm. of negativity, a lot of people very angry with me. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes we, we allow ourselves to be in friendships of utility in a sense. And this is, I'm not using the phrase the right way, but where we allow ourselves to be the utility. We allow ourselves to be used because yeah. we just want a friend. Right. We just want to have some sense of feeling like we're loved or right. appreciated or like we belong. But ultimately, allowing ourselves to be treated like a doormat won't right. help us get where we need to go. And it, it's not good for the other people either right. that are uh, using us. Well, you know? and we mentioned like the first two in and of themselves are not bad. But when they start turning into allowing yourself to be used and then that turns to sin in the midst, mm-hmm. like that becomes bad. Because I was talking to you after you gave this talk at Made for Greatness. And I was like, I feel like you and I kind of passed through some of these stages, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. you're not immediately going to be a virtuous, have a virtuous friendship with somebody and just right. be like, you know, all my deep secrets, let's be best friends. <laughs> yeah. That's never like that yeah. never happened. But it was 
hey, we were in proximity to one another. So mm-hmm. we had the friendship of utility. Then it turned into like we really like board games and we like talking to God. Mm-hmm. So it became a friendship of pleasure. And then it turned into a virtuous friendship from there. Right. Yeah. And, and that's okay, too. Yeah. And we very much share our lives together. We're yeah. very much trying to help each other get to heaven. Right. Trying to help our families get to heaven right. together. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it very much is that. And I think that's that's the key, uh, like what we're after like pursuing Christ together with intentionality, with vulnerability, mm-hmm. being open to yeah. sharing. Uh, we're much better able to withstand those shifting sands of change, if you will, yeah. uh, that are inevitably going to come by in life. Yeah. Talking about our lives entwined. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear this. We did get new mics and they're solid but we also have kids outside the door of this studio chapel so if ever you hear kids that's because our lives are entwined and (laughs) they're out there playing yeah yeah. well some of them aren't but yeah those friendships they are life-giving and i will i do want to kind of like caveat this all because this doesn't mean that you have to maintain friendships that are not life-giving like that isn't you being mean to another person or you lacking charity for another person, as long as you don't like say something. I'm like, I'm thinking of, I don't know why this just came to mind. Like Jim from the office, mm-hmm. when that guy from his childhood comes to the office oh, and he's right. like, yeah. my mom says you're too dumb for me to hang out with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't be mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. No, don't do, don't be mean and like say something mean, but it is not lacking charity to stop maintaining a friendship that is hurting you Mm -hmm. or that is leading you further away from God or it's not giving you life. And maybe that's a friendship of utility. Like you're simply around each other a lot. Maybe you're being used by somebody. Mm. Um, But a virtuous friendship is something different and it is something that is life-giving. And it naturally, you wouldn't want it to fade away. Like Mm -hmm. you guys, you want to stay a part of each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think on on the other end, it's not a lack of charity to allow friendships of utility and of pleasure to continue being just that because like that might be unless it's sinful and yeah unless it's sinful like you know i think of the coffee shop example right right. there's not a better coffee place in town so that's where i'm gonna go you know they're my friends in that sense but at the same time i think it can be helpful to recognize and be open to developing those friendships into deeper friendships right so I think of uh, an example of my wife and I, after church, we met a server one time after after church, and she seemed like she was having a rough day, and before we got our food, uh, we said, hey, we're about to pray, because you do, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, is there anything we can pray with you about? And she really opened up to us, and we were able to pray with her, and just continue to talk with her throughout the evening, and then... You know, I, I we left her a good tip and a, a scripture and an encouraging note on the receipt. And then we begin to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the same person. With the same person uh, every week, doing that same thing, encouraging her, leaving her a note, always leaving her a good tip as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a good server. But also we were trying to cultivate a friendship, you know, and we recognized she needed a good friend. And so I think in a lot of ways it kind of developed into a friendship of pleasure, right. simply in the sense that, we enjoyed being with her, even though it was in that setting. Right. So much that when you know her schedule changed and we couldn't just go right after church, we s- started making a special trip to to visit her each week. And this went on six months or so. And then one night, she opened up out of her pouch and dumped out all the receipts from six months mm-hmm. of visiting her every week, every encouraging note, every scripture. And she just said, I wanted you to know that 
I've made some changes and I'm going back to church and I just feel God's love and, you know, it's changed. And we could see that, wow, you know, if we just would have blew her off as she's just my server, Mm -hmm. we would have missed what God wanted to do in her life. And so I think when we talk about friendships in this way of, you know, the levels of friendship, I think we have to recognize, too, there might be friendships in our life that God could be opening a door for something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have to be prayerfully open and allow the Holy Spirit to work mm-hmm. in those things. Okay, so I have a question. Because I feel like if people see, uh, oh, Fred and Kara are going to talk about friendship, they're going to expect us to also talk about, like, can guys be friends with girls? Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't know if we wanted to go oh, there or not. But... Go there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if we wanted to go there yeah. or not. Um, but I know you had, like, you had thoughts previously before you and I became friends. Mm-hmm. And... You were of the mindset, no, right? I was skeptical whether men and women could be friends in a meaningful way. Right. I had a lot of doubts, and I think I had a lot of walls in my heart to whether that was possible. Right. I think it's also just kind of how I'm wired, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to always be faithful no matter what, and right. I try to avoid temptation and those sorts of things. Right. Um, I think, Kara, my friendship with you is what blew that all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think it is a virtuous friendship. I think we are very much pursuing Christ together. Right. And I think anyone that knows us well can see that. Right. You know. But uh, pursuing Christ together in our friendship, but also like in our homes. Yeah. But together. Like, right. you know, your wife's out there watching my kids while we're in here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so yeah. it is very yeah. intertwined. It is. And, and I think I look at how we encourage one another, how we hold each other accountable you challenge me when I'm working too much. Mm-hmm. You spend time with your family and we kind of do the same thing right. for each other. I know my wife knows that for lack of a better phrase, you're going to take care, good care of me yeah. when we're out and about and doing yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big kid. Um, <laughs> so as I wear my baby Yoda shirt, yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, I just look at things like that and yeah, I, yeah. I, I think, yes, they can absolutely be friends. Yeah. I, I think it, some prayer, needs to be a part of that yeah. process and you know it I, I don't know if everybody necessarily could I don't know no I what would are agree your thoughts? I would agree and I think you know there are a lot of like chastity speakers out there mm-hmm. or who talk about chastity and emotional chastity and that sort of thing and they from what I have heard are pretty adamant that they should not be close friends mm-hmm. I would challenge that the reason that I think it's okay for them to say that is because I think their primary audience is probably high schoolers right yeah. and I don't think there is that emotional maturity to handle that exactly, well. Yeah. Uh, so I would agree with that f- in terms of the audience. I would disagree just because, and uh, I don't often engage in like Facebook things, very, mm. very rarely. Um, actually, I deleted my Facebook off of all my things, so I don't anymore. <laughs> but um, there was one question that somebody had in a group that I'm in that was asking about, you know, are you okay with your husband being friends with a girl? And I was definitely the odd one out. And all I did was quote the catechism Mm -hmm. by talking about charity and Mm -hmm. in friendship. And then I just left it at that, Mm -hmm. uh, at just quoting the church teaching. My mindset of it is that I feel like there does need to be this openness amidst your family. Like Mm -hmm. I would never say something to you that I wouldn't be okay talking to BJ about. And I know the same would go for you Mm -hmm. with your wife. So I think there is that level of like, openness that you need to be in a virtuous friendship Mm -hmm. because you can't be in a virtuous friendship and not like share Christ or share your life. Like that is a part of authentic friendship and transparent friendship. 
but having that level of like it's not there's nothing secret about it you know what i mean so right. there is that emotional maturity because mm-hmm. you're bringing in life right yeah and i going back to what i was saying earlier too i think because our lives are so intertwined our families right. there is very much an intentional for both of us mm-hmm. we're very intentional about protecting each other's vocation right yeah yeah so i think i've come to you've changed my mind right uh, well yeah. and you don't have to you know you don't have to take our word for it you don't have to take the catechism's word for it if you don't <laughs> right, want to but yeah. i look at the the lives of the saints too and mm-hmm. i think that is why francis and claire have such a place in our heart is because mm-hmm. they were such close friends and they were a man and a woman who lived that out mm-hmm. virtuously yeah. um, but also you look at john paul ii and mother Teresa. like mm-hmm. you see you know, you see letters that they wrote back to each other. You see pictures of them. And he also had another friend who he would write letters with too. And I don't remember her name, Um, but they were close as well. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know, like there are those saints who had those close relationships with other saints. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few male and female friend saints throughout history. Right. Uh, And I think it's a beautiful thing too. I think in the friendship, you get a, a, a perfect you get a a more perfect balanced male and female kind of mm-hmm. look at friendship itself right. which i think is helpful um maybe well, we should put a link to something yeah, the yeah. article the article that, that we, we found, read yeah. yeah well and that's the difference too like they're two saints who are friends which means we can know that they were living that friendship out virtuously right so yes. that was that was some of the questions uh, within that facebook group was like what if this and what if this and like the response is just naturally that's not virtuous mm-hmm. that's like that's not living out charity right. because it's not like those d- those other questions and the other what ifs just answer it with well is that virtue and if the answer is no then that's the exception then no don't be friends right. but if you're living it out virtuously and mm-hmm. charitably and christ is at the center i think it absolutely can be done well Mm-hmm. And it can be done that helps one another, you know, lead to sainthood ultimately. Right. And yeah. that's not just men and women. That's any friendship. Any, like that's yeah. what it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. I think in that too, going back to what I was saying earlier about relationships and friendships being a, a big part of how God has redeemed things in my own life. Mm-hmm. I think our friendship is proof of that. I was just going, oh, yeah. are you talking about me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess you've heard that many times, but yeah. your family, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, they kind um, of adopted your family. Right, yes. Like, my, like, we go to my parents' cabin, and right. that was really nice, and yeah. my mom basically is just like, come all the children yeah. <laughs> and adopts yeah. you. Yeah, you even got the big news and yeah. F- yeah, yeah. for everybody else. It's What's a, the big news, right? Uh, another baby on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. So godmother here two times. <laughs> so so we're uh, pretty excited about that. When I think about that, I think that's maybe this is how, how I'll just kind of wrap this up. Maybe put a little bow on this part of the discussion, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. But I think of if I would have remained close to that possibility, mm-hmm. how much grace would I have missed? Yeah. I'd just be open. Right. Because God can do many things yeah. through friendships, through relationships. So. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So then going back to the question, you sort of answered it with the Sirach passage, but how do you pursue mm-hmm. and maintain, you know, that goal of virtuous friendship? Yeah, I think I think we have to realize that intentionality is required. Yeah. Um, we have to be intentional about forming those kind of friendships. They don't just happen. Right. Normally, someone's not going to knock on our door mm-hmm. and say, God's told me I'm supposed to be your friend. No, listen to this. So one of one of our interns this summer, I was talking to her and she said, uh, she said that she had this girl in her classroom because we were talking about like 
you know, who's your best friend and, you know, what's, what's something that you really love about them. And she was talking about her best friend and she said, uh, it took her until her sophomore year, but she went up to her in one of her classes and said, I feel like God wants me to talk to you. You want to, <laughs> you want to be friends Oh wow! <laughs> and like they're best friends now. Yeah. So okay. don't deny that method. <laughs> okay. So remember what I said just a few minutes ago about being open and not putting walls yeah. up. Yeah. So it took so, her a year, her whole freshman year, yeah. but she finally did it. So clearly that can happen, but it's probably not the norm. Yeah. Um, they'd either, they'd either be like, you're super weird. Or this, this girl <laughs> right. was like, I feel like we're supposed to be friends too. Yeah. So yeah. That, that worked out That's for her. <laughs> yeah but but there is a need to be involved in each other's lives there is a need to be present to each other mm-hmm. I would say um for me location is everything and I know that sounds mm-hmm. really like I'm a real estate agent or something but yeah. location location <laughs> but if you are seeking a virtuous friend you're not going to find them at a bar necessarily right maybe you will but if you it goes back to the, the Sirac passage like if you have a love of the Lord Mm-hmm. where is that love going to bring you? Mm-hmm. It's going to bring you to a place where you're going to find people who also love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, if you're wanting that, like ask God, where are you calling me? Or bring this person into my life mm-hmm. so that I can encounter them at mass or at this conference or wherever you are. Mm-hmm. I think it's about location as well. Yeah. And it's a prayer he answers. It, I, yeah, he does. And I know because he has. Well, what's right. the end of that Sirach passage? Because in the car, you're like, oh, I love this passage. And you're like, that sounds like a promise. Oh, yeah. What yeah. was that? It was, uh, those who fear the Lord will find that friend. That's a promise. That is a promise. It doesn't say, those who fear the Lord eh, might. Maybe. <laughs> you might. Right. It says they will. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important to remember that. I like the passage. Um, I don't remember. It's Matthew 6, I think. It's the one of the proclamation of the kingdom where God, where he's talking about the birds don't go out and, you know, collect or worry about what they're going to, the food that they're going to have for warmth and that sort of thing. And then he talks about the lilies and like they're, they're in the field one day and they're thrown into the fire the next. And it says, how much more does your heavenly father love you? Yeah. So that goes to that promise. Like if you fear the Lord, he's not going to want to sit, you know, sit there and watch you in sorrow. Right. For not having somebody who cares about you and not having a friend in your life who means something. Mm -hmm. But I think even back to like when I was praying for five years about my vocation and and it was like, God, where's this guy you're supposed to put me (laughs) with? It wasn't like it wasn't a very authentic God fearing prayer and a prayer where it was rooted in any kind of love of God. It was Mm -hmm. very selfish. And it wasn't until I like shifted that mindset to be all about God, mm. almost to the point where I missed the person I was supposed to marry. <laughs> right. He asked me on a date, and I was like, no, I'm just sort of dating God right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was when I turned my attention towards mm-hmm. loving God that he was like, okay, you're ready now. And then he brought that person to my life. I think the same goes for friendships. Right. The more you love God and you turn your heart and your mind to him, he will you know, he will carry out that promise from Sirach because how much more does the Heavenly Father love you? Yeah, and that's what we're made for. Relationship yeah. with God, relationship with each other. Absolutely. You were created by love, for love, to love. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of what is there at the key. You know, as far as uh, going back to intentionality, being intentional first in our prayers, mm-hmm. uh, in faith in that promise, um, I think also, like, we're so busy and bu- we've we've said this a lot recently. Busyness is the thief of consolations. Yes, and so I think oftentimes 
are having to achieve and be so busy robs us of the consolations that meaningful friendships could provide yeah, and that we so desperately need. But the key to lasting friendships is relationships that have had lots of intentionality poured into them. Mm-hmm. They're not something that just happened by chance. Um, we're being very intentional about our friendship. We're being very intentional about pursuing Christ together. Right. Um, and I think that's key as well. So what does intentionality look like, Kara, in that sense? What are some practical oh, examples that you could think of? <laughs> maybe what I have a few, but I thought I'd put you on the spot just like I did when I was giving this talk. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, atten- intentionality of like finding that friend or maintaining uh, that friend. What do you mean? Either or, but I'm thinking more on the maintaining the friendship at this point. Well, I know like I've heard people say that they enjoy the kind of friendships that are like you just haven't seen each other in several months and you just like meet and you pick back up where wherever you left off. And those are I would say are nice, especially if you don't live in the same place anymore. Mm -hmm. Like if you have grown into a virtuous, authentic friendship and you guys don't live in the same place and you're getting together after a while and it is just like, you know, best friends getting back together. Right. I think that's really awesome. That's actually a, re- a really good point, Kara. Uh, Matthew Kelly re- uses the phrase that I like a lot when we talk about friendship, carefree timelessness. Hmm. And basically what he's getting at is that it takes time to cultivate these friendships, yeah. but we also can't be stingy with that time, right. if that makes sense. There needs to be a sense of carefree, we don't care about the time, right. we're together, we enjoy our time together Right. in that um, I think that is a key there as well. I don't remember. I think it was JP too. He's, uh, somebody asked him like, what do you do in your free time? And he's, his response was something like all my time is free time. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that was, you know, whatever he is giving of himself, like he's giving it for the sake of God, mm-hmm. even in the littlest things and the mundane things. Right. And when we give it to God, it's freeing. Mm-hmm. I think that is I mean, I would say the same thing with friendship, like whether you're just going out for coffee, whether Mm -hmm. you're going to adoration together, whatever the intentionality is behind it, if it's just like go catch up or if it's to go pray together, Mm -hmm. all of that time is free time because you're giving it because you're like you're giving glory to God and just being together in that friendship. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. So I don't have a ton of practical tips because my thought is like, when you are together, regardless of what you're doing, if it's giving glory to God and you're giving it freely and charitably, like that is intentional. Mm-hmm. I can think of a few examples from our own friendship yeah. Kara, that I might share. I mean, our car yeah. rides are <laughs> yeah. the most mundane thing, but like that's how we grew so close right. was right. just like the intentionality of a car ride. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about going to prayer adoration. That that comes to mind because uh, we've yeah. been going to confession together, you know, yeah. every few weeks on the it's way home from yeah, work. Yeah, it's right after work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been nice. Um, uh, I think another thing that uh, we do quite a bit is is when when the other comes to our mind, we'll we'll pray, pray for, for that them. person. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. uh, pray for each other, send each other texts. Hey, I was thinking about you, right. praying for you. Right. And well, and that's like we we do a called and gifted stuff, and we like discern that. And some of that is also like perhaps it's intercessory prayer. Like if a, if someone comes mm-hmm. to your mind, pray for them. So if we come to each other's mind, it's right. like hey, maybe they're going through something. Let me quick pray. Yeah. For them. Yeah. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten that text um, that says, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Yeah. That it's just it's at the exact right time. Right. That's a virtuous friendship. We had one of those today from one of our other friends. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, thought about you today. Hey, shout out to Kate. Hey, Kate. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, too, I think it's related, but praying with and praying for your friends. Yeah. 
I don't know why it is, Kara, but it's so hard for people to pray together. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is about prayer that requires an intimacy between people that they typically are uncomfortable with. Right. And yet Jesus says, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. Mm-hmm. Why know, wouldn't you want him there? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about virtuous friendships, how to maintain them, I think praying together and praying for each other mm-hmm. uh, is a critical piece in that. And that's something I'm thankful that's been a part of our friendship yeah, for a agree. very long time. So. Well, and there are even times where through work we have to go to different churches and parishes and then while everyone else is leaving and packing up we just go sit in the church and it's just like silent for 20 minutes (laughs) and that's okay yeah we might not even talk right yeah Yeah. well we were were just at one today and right on the altar cloth it said in the stillness god speaks right so we're very okay with just like going and spending time with god right in each other's presence right you know there's intentionality between between uh, with that and helping each other get to heaven in the process. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that stands out to me, and this is from my own experience, Kara, is the need to let our guard down. Mm-hmm. I think that's really how authentic friendships are built. You know, it's let honesty prevail. A friendship that requires us to wear a mask mm-hmm. is no real friendship. Right. We have to be able to take the mask off. Right. To let our guard down, to let people into our lives even if you've been hurt. Right. And I think in my own case, I have every reason for why that would be very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And yet you've got to let you've got to let the walls down right. and let God in right. and see, you know, what the incredible gift God has for you in that process mm-hmm. and allow him to work in your lives through those through those friendships. Yeah. And with letting your guard down, Kara, I think it can be hard to trust. Yeah. And I think also in that process we have to recognize that it does take time to build trust. Right. Both others trusting us and us trusting them. Mm-hmm. So we have to be patient with that process and letting our guard down. Yeah. You know, I think that was the benefit too of us kind of like going through the Aristotle's stages right. is like we were friends that grew into virtuous friendships. Right. So it took time, but then mm-hmm. that trust was there. Yeah. 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 And then it feels like it's been forever. Right. In a good way. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> forever in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Forever in a good way. I've known you way too long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loyalty. Is another thing. How do mm-hmm. we keep those virtuous friendships in our life? Mm-hmm. Loyalty. You mentioned this early, earlier, Kara, but a friend that degrades you, mocks you, puts you down, right. talks bad about you, especially in front of others or to others. Yeah. Right. That's not loyalty. That's not looking out for you. A virtuous friend is someone who wills your good at their own expense, mm-hmm. no matter the cost. Right. That is a virtuous friend. I think of David and Jonathan through in Scripture. Mm-hmm. That is a good example of what a virtuous friendship's. Uh, should look like Jonathan you know he dies um, you know he's Saul's son Mm -hmm. David ascends to the throne and takes Jonathan's son as his own yeah there was no obligation to do that right but that loyalty was there right I care I'd love to do a show eventually biblical friendships to model yeah we need to do that so maybe if you want to hear that too maybe yeah leave a comment yeah we had we had one uh, comment one feedback of picking up kind of scriptural things mm-hmm. so doing a little bit of teachings like oh, on that'd be a scriptures. great so that'd, that'd be, be awesome. a great tie-in yeah that'd be a good one hi abby thanks for listening yeah <laughs> yeah look at that if you yeah. if you call in you get a little shout out we do a lot out. of shout yeah, outs yeah. this episode <laughs> <laughs> chit chat and banter too oh, see we got this that. yeah um the last thing kara i wanted to add as far as maintaining the virtuous friendships is respect and forgiveness that's the key to relationships mm-hmm. flourishing mm-hmm. is that mutual respect for one another. I'm recognizing Jesus in you. Right. You know, 
and, and encountering Jesus as you, in you as my friend mm-hmm. and being respectful of that. True friends speak truth over each other. I think you said that too, holding yeah. each other accountable. Yeah. And they, they work to help the other see God working in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Kara, we always make this distinction between I want other people to see what I see in you. Yeah. And I want you to see what I see yeah. in you. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a virtuous friend. Yeah. That's yeah. what a virtuous friend looks like. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. That's kind of what I mentioned that we do some charism discernment. Like we try and we like interview each other randomly <laughs> yeah, in yeah, our car rides. Yeah. Like, hmm, maybe that could be that charism. But that's kind of that distinction of like right. I want other people to see you the way that I see you mm-hmm. versus like I want you to see yourself the way that I see you. Right. And we try and like help each other kind of see that and, and build each other up. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think also in a, in a virtuous friendships, uh, you know, I don't have an example of this necessarily that comes to mind at the top of my head, Kara, but I, I think they provide us an opportunity to seek forgiveness when mm-hmm. when it's needed. Yeah. Like within each other? Or, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. each other, but also to forgive right if i say something stupid i'm very good at that kira mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i mean know. there's not like there's gonna if you're especially if you're around that person like there would be moments where it's like mm-hmm. you might be irritated but then look looking at yourself and it's like okay am i irritated because like i am currently being like i don't know spiritual warfare or right. am i just like in a bad place or whatever no i i think you're right kira i think um maybe where i see this the most is I'm a little grumpy today. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, uh, I did do that. I did do that yeah. with you, like, at the conference. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think I even said it to, to Kate. Who was uh, I was like, oh, yeah. Fred's very grumpy today. <laughs> I need to go find him. <laughs> yes, you did. You even asked me. Yeah. You're, you're kind of grouchy today. Yeah. 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 It was good. But in the good. midst of that, I was like, hey, you're about to give a talk. You yeah. seem very grouchy. Like, I don't know if that's spiritual warfare but can I pray over yeah, you? Yeah, and that's kind of what it turned into. Right. Yeah, and it, so it was a it was a it was a beautiful moment of, hey, putting me in my place, mm-hmm. and in a good way, yeah. and helping me to recognize, oh yeah, I'm really falling short. And a beautiful prayer mm-hmm. uh, sounds like a virtuous friendship. So we just want to encourage you guys, like if you have somebody in your life who does that for you, uh, who encourages you, who cares about you, who lives that out who lives that charity out and that love of God out in your life and you back to that person, really cherish them and really help to grow and maintain that virtuous friendship. And if you don't, and that's something that you really want, pray to the Lord and love the Lord. That's the first step. And then pray to God and just honestly ask from the heart of a child, God, send me a best friend. I think that's a very simple and honest and authentic prayer. It is. It is. And a prayer I, I believe is one he will honor. Yeah. Um, Kara, we'll just add to your point on if you have a friend like that in your life that you cherish, tell them. Yeah. Tell them. Mm-hmm. Because that will only make your friendship stronger. Yeah, absolutely. So, and they might not realize they do that for you. Yeah. And that could be the encouragement they need. Yeah, absolutely. So just a reminder, too, um, on October 4th, big stuff happening, <laughs> drawnear.me is launching, and we'll have more information to come to on that in the next episode. So thank you for listening to Draw Near. <laughs>